in Christ alone my hope is found. Where is our hope today? Where is the hope for the world? For whosoever will. The answer is in Christ alone. O oh, come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. And of course, Advent means the coming or the arrival of our Saviour. And our readings will refer to the second coming of Jesus about which he talked. But we imagine a heavily pregnant Mary being led towards Bethlehem where Joseph had been born and where he had to return to pay his taxes. This season of Advent is always a precious time for us, remembering God's gift of the Saviour of the world. We say together this old prayer of Richard of Chichester. Day by day, dear Lord, of thee three things I pray, to see thee more clearly, to love thee more dearly, to follow thee more nearly, day by day. Isaiah chapter 64, verses 1 to 9. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. That the mountains would tremble before you. As when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil. Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things we didn't expect, you came down and mountains trembled before you. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God beside you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. But when we continue to sin against your ways, you are angry. How then can we be saved? All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. No one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and made us waste away because of our sins. Yet, O oh Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, O oh Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. O oh, look upon us, we pray, for we are your people.
Hear us, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who sit enthroned between the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim, Benjamin and Manasseh. Awake your might, come and save us. Restore us, O God, make your face shine upon us that we may be saved. O Lord God Almighty, how long will your anger smolder against the prayers of your people? You have fed them with the bread of tears. You have made them drink tears by the bowlful. You have made us a source of contention to our neighbours, and our enemies mock us. Restore us, O God Almighty. Make your face shine upon us, that we may be saved. Let your hand rest on the man at your right hand, the son of man you have raised up for yourself. Then we will not turn away from you. Revive us and we will call on your name. Restore us, O Lord God Almighty. Make your face shine upon us that we may be saved. Notice, please, in this psalm that uh, the last verses here refer to the Son of Man, a prophetic reference to Jesus, already raised up, already with the Father at creation. And also notice in the psalmist's prayer, he starts off addressing God as God, O God. Then he says, O God Almighty. And then he says, O Lord God Almighty. He has an enlarging view of God, the creator. And that is a message to us that we pray that he will give us an enlarging vision of just who he is and the extent of what he has done and what he has planned for us. Mark's Gospel, chapter 13, and uh, we begin reading at verse 21. Jesus talking to his disciples, he says, At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe it, for false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and miracles to deceive the elect if that were possible. So be on your guard. I've told you everything ahead of time. But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, men will see the son of man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. 
Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house in charge of his servants, each with his assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the cock crows, or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. So let's notice in that reading, Jesus warning about false Christs and false prophets. He doesn't say they might appear, he says they will appear. Years ago, I encountered a man who claimed that Christ was already here and uh, was currently in a certain town in Germany. And I told him, when Jesus comes again, every eye will see him. As the great hymn says, lo, he comes with clouds descending. There will be no doubt when Jesus Christ himself returns to the world. No one will be in any doubt on that day. Then in verse 23, he says for the first time, Therefore, be on your guard. Don't let people fool you. Don't let false teachings fool you. Be on your guard. And in verses 24 to 25, he outlines the fairly alarming things that will happen in the heavenlies. The stars moving, heavenly bodies will be shaken, said Jesus. And men, all men everywhere. All people all over the world will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. There will be no mistaking that day. And he underlines that by saying heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. He who is the word, as we sing, uh, read frequently during Advent, that first chapter of John's Gospel. We're not going to read it today, but... You know, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. Uh, and it's very clear uh, claim as to who Jesus actually is. Those last verses repeat three times. And this is a very important biblical thing. It's like a three line whip in the House of Commons. When, when uh, a particular motion is underlined three times, it means that the MP concerned must not miss the vote. Everyone must be there. It's an important point. And uh, here Jesus says, be alert. It sounds a bit like the pandemic. Stay alert, be alert, keep watch, watch. And this is very important for us to be ever vigilant for his second coming. Uh, particularly perhaps now as we celebrate his first coming, uh, not to lose sight of his second coming. Now there are three R's. Uh, that I want to draw your attention to from the passages of scripture we've read together today. And the first one is from Isaiah chapter 64. And the revelation that Isaiah the prophet is pleading for is of God to his adversaries to show those who neglect God, those who ignore him, 
those who use his name in vain, those who behave or lead others to behave in ways that are completely contrary to God's ways. And we see that in our world. We may see that, that uh, inclination even in our own hearts. We can be rebels against God and we need to turn again to him. But his adversaries need to see how great he is. And they appear to be getting away literally with murder and with falsehoods and all sorts of things. And so the plea is, Lord, reveal yourself in your world now so that no one will be in any doubt as to who you are and how great you are. That is Isaiah's plea. And uh, he pleads for the people too, and uh, us as the clay in his hands. The second R is from the Psalm, restoration. And we've already pointed out the, the repeating, a typical Hebrew psalm structure in which the same request is repeated three times, but on each occasion in that psalm with an expanding view of God, which is exciting. Restore us again, O Lord God of hosts. Cause thy face to shine and we shall be saved. And being saved means being kept in a place of safety as his disciples following him step by step of the way, day by day, as uh, the prayer of Richard of Chichester uh, asks and pleads. And the third R here is readiness. The whole burden of what Jesus is teaching in that passage in Mark's gospel is that, yes, he's coming again. Yes, there will be false teachers who try to orchestrate or accelerate or mock and mimic that return or pretend that return, there will be no pretense, every eye will see him when he returns. And therefore, we are to be ready. It's the old Boy Scout motto, be prepared, be ready, be alert, keep watch, keep watching. That's the message, the three R's. Now there's a parable with a few more R's for those of you who like to gather alliterations and we have this parable in our coastal group here this is the Tinbridge coastal group of churches service and uh, we have the daily parable of tides and shore life I well remember when a Ugandan farmer friend was staying with us and he was astounded at the disappearance of the sea overnight he'd never seen a tide before he couldn't fathom it I told him the French had stolen it overnight and he, he looked with a twinkle in his eye. He said, no, never. I said, well, no, absolutely never, because the tides repeat on daily cycles. And we even have tables telling us exactly what time will be high tide. Uh, and we can predict this. Why? Because we have a creator who is a benevolent creator who has placed everything in order in his creation. And of course, the tide turning again, that's the meaning of the word repentance. It turns right round and comes back in twice a day. And of course, when it comes in, it revives all those seaweeds and all those creatures that sit on the bottom of the sea at low tide, as you see there. On, well, there's a picture here showing some of those creatures and it revives all the life and everything rejoices. And you hear the birds calling and going out, seeking their food. Uh, the oyster catchers and all the others. 
in a wonderful way. We watched the other night some turnstones uh, ab absolutely attacking a little pile about a foot wide of seaweed and throwing it around like a puppy playing with a rag doll. They were looking for their supper, looking for uh, sandflies and other things to eat in there. So there's a kind of rejoicing of creation as the food chain um, revives each day. And the results are that we have a balanced ecosystem and we have a tidal management plan or a coastal management plan to care for all that God has seen fit to place right on our doorsteps on the shore. So let us be looking for those parables that remind us of those seven R's, if you like. Now we come to our final hymn, which is a great modern hymn by Keith Getty and Stuart Townend, In Christ Alone My Hope Is Found. The first candle, remember, was named Hope. Where is our hope today? Where is the hope for the world? For whosoever will. The answer is in Christ alone. So this is a testimony that we can sing, but we pray that we will find many others who turn and discover in Christ alone, their hope is also found. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song This cornerstone, this solid ground Firm through the fiercest drought and storm What heights of love, what depths of peace When fears are stilled, when striving cease My comforter my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. In Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God in helpless faith, this gift of love and righteousness, scorned by the ones he Till on that cross, as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. For every sin on Him was laid, here in the death of Christ I
precious blood of Christ No guilt in life, no fear in death This is the power of Christ in me From life's first cry to final in this podcast is adapted from recorded Zoom services held by Teambridge Methodist Circuit Coastal Section. Full videos can be viewed on their YouTube channel. Music is taken from worship audio tracks, all rights reserved. <laughs>